Hey there, friends. It's Nick, and this is episode 440. Wow. Wow. Of the Story Hacker podcast. Welcome. I hope you're good. I want to try and put to bed today this idea that there are people who don't have stories, because it's, you know, maybe not surprisingly, given what I do, it's a comment that I hear quite often. I don't think I really have a story, uh, people will say. And it's just, well, I can only say my experience so far is that it's never been true. Now, look, of course, there are stories at different scales. This year, so far, I've had uh, I've had someone who built a, a multi-million dollar tech social company and saw it crash, basically, just as he was about to cash out with his wife. I've had people who've survived cancer. I've had um, a guy who runs amazing motorcycle trips um, in Nepal and Tibet and India. You know, I've had people who have big, big stories to tell, like written on a big canvas. But I've also had the opposite. I've had people who are just quietly building great businesses. And in fact, I'm working with a company at the moment through another client, a digital agency. And um, one of the things the MD said to me is that, you know, the thing is, we're all we're all quite quiet, really. I'm quite quiet. And, you know, we just we just get on with the job. And there was almost an apology in that tone because, you know, he wasn't a, a transatlantic sailor or a spaceman or, you know, he hadn't, I don't know, whatever, paddled across the Pacific or something. <clears throat> but I think it's really, really important to remember that when we have smaller stories, they can be more powerful, they can be more intimate, they can be more relevant. Because if you think about... Big stories, big canvases are amazing for getting attention. Yes, if you have done something really extraordinary or had something really, really horrible before you, it will help getting attention. But after that, we still need to get connections. And when we think about how this storytelling stuff works, you know, you've got your story. And yesterday I was talking about the, the importance of your authentic voice, your, you know, your your tone of voice and your experience and what have you. Um, but when we're writing these business stories, they're not just about us, right? In fact, arguably, they should be more about our clients and our prospects and, and what have you. And so I'm, I'm making, <laughs> making a shape with my hands <laughs> that you can't see, but, but imagine a kind of a Venn diagram with just two circles in it. You know, on the, on the left, we have your story, and on the right, we have your particular customer story, the particular person who you might be targeting or avatar or, or whatever. And obviously the magic happens where your story overlaps with their story. You know, that's where we get connection. That's where we create value. That is where sometimes business grows. And I think one of the things to say about big stories, I mean, if you watch a kind of a high concept, big movie um, or, a you know, superhero TV show or something, you know, one of the things you see is because it's high concept, because it's high drama, it's generally also rather shallow. You know, the, the bullet wounds are all flesh wounds, right? The, you know, the bad guys who die are just gone. You know, there's no, <laughs> there's no, um, there's never a sense of 
depth to that that kind of thing. And it's partly because when we when we really need to connect, when we need to <clears throat> step into the shoes of our client and our customer and meet them in the intersection between our story and theirs, we need to get below the surface. We need to be more real, more intimate, more emotional, actually. And one of the things I said to this chap who <clears throat> was sort of apologising about being quiet was that there are there are businesses out there that need your help. But one of the things they hate is the kind of the loudness of certain kinds of digital people, web people, marketing people, that kind of fake sincerity, that, that you know, the psychological manipulation that I've talked about um, before, you know, in kind of copywriting or, you know, whatever it might be, that whole kind of conversion mindset. It won't work for them, not personally and perhaps not professionally either. So we can, sometimes we can make a virtue out of our weaknesses and turn them into strengths. And I know that's a massive cliche, but it's definitely true in stories. It's definitely true because if we tell a good, consistent story, we have the time to, to really connect with other people. And, you know, we've talked about in the past how we can share our vulnerabilities. And that is one of the ways in which we can build empathy. You know, we can get that oxytocin flowing. <laughs> yeah. So I think when people say to me, I don't have a story, really. What they're thinking of as a story and what I think of as a story are very different things. Because, yes, it's great if you can grab, grab your audience by the scruff of the neck. But even if you can't, you know, you're a person. You've had problems, you've had challenges, you've overcome things. Well, this is the essence of storytelling. You know, the hero is a character, male or female, who overcomes challenges to get something they value. And the, the act of storytelling is the act of sharing the value of that experience. So if you want to tell a story, go deeper. Go smaller. Or alternatively, of course, you can, you can give me a call and I'll spend half an hour and I'll help you find it. In either way, your story can mean business. Thanks for listening. Bye now. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.